What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 23rd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down some recent news and notes. Haven't done it in a while. With me to do so is Ryan Knoss. What's up, man? Nothing. We got uh, just enough news, I think, that we could we could fill out a good pod. Um, it's interesting, you know, trying to put together rankings in the offseason. It changes a little bit. I think the biggest changes for me happen during training camp in the preseason when we start to see coaches. You know, you get more quotes, you get more solidity for rotations and so forth. But there's still, it's fun tracking guys' offseason progression. Some guys trend up, some guys trend down, and that's what we're here to talk about. Yep, definitely. Pretty much free agency schedule coming out i feel like that's where you solidify like your top 100 ish and then you fill out the back end with training camp yeah uh, with guys who are creating a lot of buzz yeah. and in, in line for more minutes and stuff like that so we're gonna start with uh one guy who was pretty much i mentioned before i think he's like really the poster child for the all opportunity team uh a guy with upside who just has the whole world in front of him for as far as minutes go and that's zach collins who was derailed last month with mm. an, a torn ligament to his ankle, but he was cleared for contact on Monday. So he's back, ready to go. Uh, he's had, quote-unquote, a good offseason, added 20 pounds. So these are good things to hear. Um, I know we've talked a lot about him. It's one of our favorite. We're going to have to probably take him probably around 8 or 9, um, depending on how competitive your league is, maybe a little bit later if it's not that competitive. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really in on Collins. Uh, now that he's back, I think we can – you know, we moved him down probably a couple rounds with this ankle thing, but he's right back up there for where I'm comfortable taking him. Yeah, the ankle is interesting. It was, what, a grade two? Yeah, so it's not kind of similar to, like, what Zach Collins had back last year, but it was, like, a month and a half earlier. So that's, Zach Collins? Uh, John Collins and Zach Collins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. So it's easy to get those Collins mixed <laughs> yeah. up. But yeah, so you know, it indicates a, like a slight tearing. He said recently that his ankle is still hearing, uh, healing. Uh, pushing off of it doesn't feel quite the same as his right ankle. So, but he's picking up contact. It sounds like he'll be a full go for training camp in the preseason. A little bit concerning that he's got this off-season ankle injury, and then on top of that, he's gaining 20 pounds. So that's putting a lot of extra weight on that ankle. Uh, you know, so that's something I'll be for sure keeping an eye on. As you said, that might bump him down a round or two. But what'd you say, nine or ten for him? I, I think I, think I could take him eight or nine. It depends who's there. Yeah, but if I like when I do my rankings, I'll have him ranked on my rankings. Like he's probably eighth or ninth rounder. However, there will be players before that that I'll be taking. I think. Gotcha. Like maybe say Levert or um, maybe even Derek White, who I like a little bit. But I'm probably Levert, sure. depends. So, uh, we'll talk about Jonathan Isaac. Like I would obviously take him. Yeah, I like him. I, I think both you and I mentioned Collins and the the playoff buzz guys who who mm-hmm. gained you know, fantasy steam through their postseason performances. And Collins was right up there. We saw him without Nurkic really stepped up his game. He's a good passer. He's got three point range, kind of came and went last year, but he shot in 15 games in January, over 45% from deep on a significant number of attempts. Uh, In April, he shot 44% from deep. So the threat is there. I think he's only going to get better. And that spacing allows him to play alongside a true center like Hassan Whiteside. So that's critical. I think all signs point to, I know Jason Quick is a beat writer. He said in The Athletic that he expects Zach Collins to start a power forward. Uh, there was another beat writer, I forget, in July who said the same thing. I don't see any real competition there, do you? No. I mean, they're going to go small at times, maybe play you know three wings um, next to, or, you know, 
if you count CJ McCollum, like Dame, CJ, two other wingers players, and then a big man, which yeah. is what I want to get into. Um, I think adding the weight is an indication. This is planned weight. Like this is him being lazy. He, yeah, he dated yeah, yeah. before we got hurt. Just to clarify, <laughs> yeah, sure. like muscle. He's not, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not going like. Um, trying to think of who who gained a lot of, like Roy Hibbert I think gained a lot of weight one year and like stuff like that and anyways mm-hmm. um so I think that gaining this weight is an indication that they want to play play him at the five a little bit more because there's really nothing beside behind Whiteside either so that's kind of what I wanted to highlight here so Zach Collins as a center last year in the season per 36 only 119 minute sample but we'll get to playoffs in a second this is nice uh 16 points nine boards 1.5 dimes 3.3 blocks per 36, not going to play 36 minutes, but like that's legit two block upside in, in what we think he may play. And then 0.93s. Add that to the playoffs, a bigger sample here at 156 minutes, pretty similar. 15 points, 8 boards, 1.8 dimes, 1.4 steals, 3.2 blocks, uh, and just half, uh, 0.5 trays, and you know, bigger sample. So you're looking at a guy who over, you know, almost 300 minute sample here. Uh, he's gonna block three blocks per 36 minutes. So, uh, and just to throw some numbers out as well, as a power forward, uh, his block rate's way down. 1.9 with Cantor, just 0.6 with Nurk. We know Nurk just likes to feast inside. And then mm. Myers Leonard, which was the biggest sample, uh, he was only 0.8. Uh, and I'll add too, of all these blocks as a big man, all those blocks were within five feet. So he is wow. good yeah. rim protector. Um, yeah. yeah, I like him. Like again. We talk about these guys. We mentioned this in the last couple pods. It's hard to get guys with 1.5 block upside late in your draft unless they're going to tank you, like, say, a DeAndre Jordan or something in free throws. So uh, Zach Collins is going to be a guy, especially if I miss on blocks early, uh, I'm yeah. going to be after him. I'm with that. And I, I know you did a pod recently about bigs who get small stats. <laughs> and if you just get a, a handful of assists out of Collins and you get a couple three-pointers, that's some bonus out-of-position production. Uh, you did mention the per 36 and how he's not going to play that much. And he was actually 22nd in the league per 36 with 4.6 fouls per game. So he is very foul prone. That's something you're going to have to keep an eye on, I'd say, throughout the preseason in particular. But not really a reason to bump him down. It definitely just seems to cap him. And maybe, you know, he's still a young guy. He can learn. He's uh what is he, 21, I think, still? So it's not like he can't figure out how to foul, and I think that weight will help him hold his position. He won't have to give up as much and commit silly fouls just to prevent a layup. Yeah, and he Um, hasn't started... Oh, sorry. No, no, go go for it. I was going to say, he hasn't started since high school, too, so that's it's definitely not a sure thing. Like You don't want to reach up really early for him. Um, Yeah. So maybe, like I said, hopefully you'll have him like maybe 10, 11, 12. I don't think he'll fall to 12 in any league that I'm going to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the opportunity is just huge. And, um, yeah, I think they're going to want to play him a little bit. We know Whiteside's not going to play big minutes. Nurk could yeah. be out till February. Yeah. The the bulking up, you're right, it's interesting because that implies he'll play, that they want him to play more center. But he's probably going to start at power forward. Yet last season, he and Nurkic only played 65 minutes together all year. So clearly Terry Stotts wasn't super comfortable with him as a power forward alongside a true center. But that looks like what Portland's opening night roster is going to be with uh, Hassan in the middle. Yep, definitely. And um, what else? So, so like, I, this is going to probably scare some people. So, there's a lot of similarities I'm thinking of right now <laughs> that, Uh-oh. like, Zach Collins could be. And, like, it's a guy I really went after a couple years ago. Probably my biggest miss of all time. Uh, in fantasy, that's Marquise Chris. Like, he has Uh-oh. a lot of kind of similarities. Just massive, massive, massive opportunity. 
We don't really know what he is yet. Could shoot the three. Can block some shots. High foul rate. So like, it's like, like don't want to reach too high for Zach Collins. Right? I have much. I understand that that you've been chastened by the Marquise Chris yeah. experience, but I, yeah. <laughs> I think Collins is a different player. I think we've seen a little bit, a little bit bigger sample size. We've seen him play at the at the level of the postseason and continue to play well. So yeah, yeah different different guy. But that's an interesting comparison. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's move on here. Uh, a lot of quotes from the president of basketball operations from the Wolves yesterday. So we'll kind of go over those. Let's start with, I guess, the injury part, and that's the Robert Covington's quote-unquote on course to play, which, I mean, he should be. Uh, he only had a knee scope back in April. was supposed to miss four to six weeks, so he should be fine. But really the big story here is that they're going to play Cat. I'm sorry, Cat at the five next to Rocco, possibly starting. And that is extreme foreign territory for this team because Cat at the five – Roko at the four without the other power forward center guys. So you're talking homie Dario, Taj, uh, Jang at times, uh, Kata Bates drop. That's only 11 minutes last year. <laughs> so they barely got a chance to run this lineup out there uh, with the cat four five with Roko. Um, I guess just off the top, we know we know Roko has nine cat top 20 upside, but really three injuries in the last four, three knee injuries in the last four years. It leaves me a little scared. I've yet to draft him and haven't even been really close to doing it yet. What about you? Yeah, so the the upside is there. He's always kind of a curious guy because he doesn't get a lot of fantasy love given that he doesn't score the ball. He's not flashy. His value comes from three-pointers, 2.4 per game last year, steals, 2.1 last year, and blocks. He was actually at 1.3, which I haven't looked, but I assume that's a career high. Um, but he's So he's kind of underrated, has that bizarre top 20 roto upside not nearly as good as points leagues so he's already this sort of yin yang guy depending what format you're in uh you add the injury on top of it and his as you said his significant injury history he's more of like a 60 70 guy for me i assume he'll be gone before then i see him going you know he'll go 40 50 in a lot of leagues so just a little too much scares me. He's still only 28. He'll turn 29 this season. So it's not like he's an old over-the-hill guy. But with the injuries adding up, and especially if he's playing power forward, he's going to take a lot of a lot of hits on the post. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think 60-70 is my comfort zone, put it that way. And I'll add to uh, Rosas had added that they are okay playing Roko 1-4 through four on defense and then putting a small on maybe a lower usage kind of as uh, a four-man. So they really want to have him be like the centerpiece of their defense, which I think helps Cat get to that in a second. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, like you said, I I just can't do it. Like if he hadn't been hurt a lot, I love Rocco. Um, I was big on him when he was first coming up, and I don't think power forward really is a big thing for him. He was a power forward coming up with a Rockets G League team before the Sixers picked him up. So I could see I could see it working out. He's definitely big enough. We've seen him guard fours plenty of times. So yeah. Yeah, again, it's uh, I like his per game upside. I just don't like his. It's really injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's strictly that's it. Uh, so yeah, yeah Bef- I, be- good. Oh, I was gonna say, but before you get into cat, I want to just quickly give some love to Gerson Rosas and the transparency of the Wolves front office. Like it's so nice to hear a. a premier decision maker for an NBA franchise discuss their players, <laughs> what they expect from them, why they picked certain players in the draft, why they signed certain players in free agency. He went on like a media tour yesterday hmm. and it was great. You really got a much better feel for their vision for the franchise. It makes it, I'm sure it's better for the fans. It's much better for fantasy owners. Uh, so just, I wish more teams would do that. Yeah. They really talked up playing fast, which is, but everyone does that. 
Um, and sure. to Utah's credit, Utah was always last, and they really talked up pace, and they bumped up to 14th in pace last year. So I buy it. we got to see how it goes. Like, Utah was insanely fast in the preseason. I think they were like top five or six or something. So that was, you know, we always kind of like, oh, preseason, try to be careful. But um, we definitely want to see where they're at. Uh, I could see the – if you're going to play four smalls, if you're counting real close, I mean, it makes sense to go a little faster. And they they have the personnel to do it. And I think finally, you know, Ryan Saunders can come in and this is his team, his vision. It sounded like Rosas was almost echoing a lot of what his coaching staff has been telling him. We want to push the ball. Yep, definitely. Uh, the other big point was uh, they want Cat to really be the focal point. Rosas is coming from Houston and he made the comparison. They want to build the Wolves around Cat like the way the Rockets built around hard. And these are good things to hear, but we, we kind of know this. Cat's the mm-hmm. guy. Um and then the other big thing was they want to play him closer to the basket on defense. So that's good for rebounding, obviously. Um, but I think it's good for blocks, too. So I kind of did like a deep dive in the weeds look here on stats. Uh, 28% of Cat's blocks were outside of five feet. That's a pretty high number. That's wow. higher than Gobert. Yeah. It's actually double Miles Turner. Um, Miles Turner almost has um, only 12.5%. Uh, of his blocks were outside of five feet. Like, he's just straight-up rim protector mode. Um, that's as far as I looked. But it seemed like a pretty high number for me for a big man. So I think that could help him, um, you know, getting more blocks down in the paint. Um, and then also, next to Robert Covington, he had 2.2 blocks per 36. Um, so I think, you know, two blocks is within the realm uh, of possibilities here. Uh, and then also, uh, he had uh, really good numbers uh, without Gorgie Jang, the homie Dario, Taj... Uh, I think that's it. So that's a 189-minute sample, 20, 28 points, 15 boards, uh, 3.4 dimes, 1.5 blocks, 1.3 steals. So I love me some cat, man. Uh, nine cat, like I said, I, I said I, I'm leaning hard under cat. I think you I think you just have to take cat. Uh, one other bonus, too. Tom Haberstroh did a little column about rest and a company kind of giving like a discount for not seeing guys. And of Yahoo's top 12 ranked players, 10 of those guys were on the list. Two exceptions, hmm. Jokic and Kat. Uh, so hmm. uh, this makes it, it just makes it's so hard. I don't know. And I, I don't mean to take shots at anybody, but I don't know how you don't have Kat in the top three. I, I just don't get it. Like he has a good yeah, schedule. He, yeah. I, I just, I'm just so in on Kat. I think the, the most recent Yahoo had him at five, six, I think. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was behind Giannis behind a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I get that you could make a case for James Harden as number one. He was number one last year, uh, even in nine cat. I think a uh, cumulative per game, whatever. Fantastic season. Uh, you could make a, ca- a case for Anthony Davis, but I'm just on cat, man. I, I I'm sold on him now, especially with Westbrook in Houston. We don't know how that's going to play out. How that might impact assists. It's definitely going to impact one of them. Is going to have to lose some usage. Um, you know, maybe three pointers to hit. Who knows? But any, I don't even like that cloud of question hanging over it. Plus, there's the potential of rest and so forth. Cat has missed five games in his entire four-year NBA career. Uh, that was last year. His minutes weren't huge, but he still put up fantastic numbers. I mean, he's a beast from the free throw line, high volume, high percentage from the center spot. He, for the first time in his career, shot below 54% from the field last year, but that was because he was taking a lot more three-pointers, which he made it a 40% clip. Uh, he's he's an automatic 25 and 12. 
like and this team as you just said you know they're building it around cat defensively offensively uh even he mentioned when talking about Jarrett culver and why they drafted him he said that eventually we expect him to be a really good complement for carl anthony towns they it's all about towns and yeah i think when you have a, a franchise that's building around you you have proven success as a top three fantasy player year after year after year got the durability versatility what easy number one for me honestly at this point <laughs> there's i don't i'd like to hear the argument against yeah a couple it. of things to add to that um so like i mentioned those uh kind of not having a power forward next to him in that 189 minute sample his free throw weight went up as well and he actually wasn't even hitting mm. threes in that time and he he's open pretty much every time so like it's just a matter of him making or missing um right. he was only 27 percent from three in this sample so like legit if he had made threes at the clip he was making them under the other circumstances he would have been a 30 and 15 guy and sounds crazy but like i don't think that's out of the range of outcomes for him like yeah you're kind of like he's gonna be among the leaders of scoring i think he's gonna be top three or four in blocks great in percentages like it's just he's just such a perfect piece to start your fantasy team with yeah, and if hey, they want to throw double more double teams at him as they should, he can a pop out and hit more shots from distance. B, he's a really good passer. He had a career high three point four dimes per game last year. I expect that to go up. Yep. Like he has, where's the flaw here? He's, yeah, it's really it's really something. Yeah, and then also his his, his little quote of there uh, he's only at forty percent of his potential. Like oh, it's just. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, That's... yeah, with the new system with Ryan Saunders. <laughs> if I need more reasons to get yeah. excited about. He was yeah. actually only twelfth among centers uh, for points per. Uh, I'm sorry, seconds per touch. So it's very much in and out of his hands. Um, mm. So you know that that's going to probably go up. Um, Julius Randle, number one, by the way, um, who's gonna, looks like he's going to be handling the ball a whole lot. But yeah, like we're talking. You and I are the 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 cat lovers here. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll carry that banner with you. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. for sure. So yeah, we're we're full on having cat number one. Uh, I know Tommy. I think has him at three. Jonas has him at three. I think Jared has him at three. Uh, and get your center with your first pick. Forget yeah. it. That's- fantastic yeah it's i i don't think i could pass it if i'm on the clock number one i, I want to take harden but like i said i'll just fight that point guard battle throughout my draft if i have to just yeah. to have cat in there for he's just such a solid guy um so other quotes here you mentioned jared Culver. they like him as a secondary ball handler possibly play him one through three which is good stuff uh hmm. late round flyer you know we saw him increase his usage rate 10 percent last year at texas tech so yeah, late round flyer. I'm down. Uh, again, new pace, new system, uh, new coach, uh, new front office who drafted him, traded up for him. Like these are all good things. Yeah, it just it, it's hard for me to see a path for him to get more than 24 minutes a game, something like that. I mean, unless do you see him what leapfrogging Josh Okoji for the starting shooting guard spot at or? some point? Yeah, but he's going to play enough. Like if they're going to play Roko at the four for call it 65, 70 percent of his minutes, there's still minutes to be had there. Like, yeah, I know we know Wiggins plays a lot, but Kogi doesn't play a lot. So if they really run it tight, like maybe uh, you know, Saunders is kind of a Dibs disciple a little bit. Maybe he runs tight wing rotation, which he did yeah. a lot last year. He ran a lot of tight wing rotation. And so if they run kind of a three man wing rotation with him and Wiggins uh, and Kogi, like there should be twenty six, twenty seven minutes in there. I guess my issue is, and I haven't watched him play a ton, so let me be clear about that. But just, just looking at his college numbers, he had, you know, in thirty three minutes per game, he had good numbers, but he shot forty five percent from the field, 
uh, 71% from the free throw line. He had 1.4 steals, which is fine, but in 33 minutes per game in college, you'd want to see that higher. 0.6 blocks, nothing to be excited about. Uh, 6.4 boards, fine. 3.5 assists, fine. Like, nothing really jumps out at me as to where this guy would possibly make hay as a rookie in 24 to 28 minutes a game. Yeah. Like, I think I said I'd, I'd rather take Rui Hachimura just because of his opportunity. Yeah, the sheer, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, and he's a four-year player. He's older, more experienced, and, yeah, he's going to have a lot of a lot of shots coming as well. Definitely. Uh, so let's move on to Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Rosas, again, said he has to step up. I don't even really have an opinion here. I'm just not taking him. <laughs> uh, we talked about him possibly being maybe sneaky in blocks for, like, 0.7 blocks, but this guy is just just – for the amount of time he plays, he's just not good. Like we, I said this in the last pod. For he should play. He plays so many minutes. I should like him more. And we should all like him more in the yeah. time of where minutes are gold. But like, I just can't do it. I, I won't even draft him. The only way. It's so funny because every time we talk about Andrew Wiggins and pods, you, me, Straub, whoever, it, it's always kind of the same conversation. Like he has no supporting stats. His percentages are terrible, and the word consistency comes up a lot because he lacks it. And, yeah, I just don't get it. In a points league, sure. Mm. The only reason I really consider him in fantasy drafts is if I feel like I need scoring and it's, like, round 10 or 11. You're not going to get a better points-per-game scorer than Andrew Wiggins in round 11. Uh, so, you know, get, take that for what it's worth. But but otherwise, Roto, we all know the deal, and I'm not expecting him. Rosa said they need him to be, quote-unquote, unlockable this season. Whatever that means, right? So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm taking a pass. Yeah, we don't, need, don't even need to talk about it. Uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, also expected to shoot more threes, likely in the corner, uh, working on his conditioning, working on his playmaking, uh, according to his training staff. Great article on The Athletic about this. Um, not a great jump shooter. Uh, so from 15 to 24 feet last year, just 5 of 18. That's not good. Um, he made 36% on his jumpers. A lot of shorties in there, though. It's 126 shots. But most of those are like 12 feet and in. Um, so this is a, a big leap. Um, we've seen it, it happen before. He says he's more a little more confident, shooting a little smoother. I'm yeah. not quite buying. I have pretty much Harrow as almost a full fade, um, depending on where I'm drafting. I just don't see how he can increase. He's not going to play a lot of minutes. They're working on his conditioning. But like maybe he gets to 28 minutes, 29. Um, I just don't see enough usage for a guy that doesn't block a lot of shots, not a great free throw shooter. He shot sixty four percent last year. I'm just not, I'm not in on Harold. There's other guys I'd rather have. Like I honestly, eh, maybe not. I'm gonna take Harold over Zach Collins, but it's close. Well, Harold, one one thing in his favor, he played eighty two games last season, and he you know he averaged twenty six minutes per game. I remember Doc saying it a couple times they didn't want that to go higher because he's so intense when he's on the court. He's just a ball of energy, sprinting up and down. They don't want to wear him out. And, and take away, you know, his best virtue, which is his just sheer enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, but he shot 61% from the field on over 10 attempts per game. That was huge. So he was a he could win you field goal percentage in certain leagues in, in any given week. Blocked over 1.2 shots per game. Almost a steal per game. Six and a half boards. So pretty good. 16 points per game. You know, the opportunities will go down with Kawhi and Paul George there. But I could still see him getting... 26. I don't see him playing 30 minutes a game. But top, you know, I put him top 100. Uh, three pointers, I'm not buying that narrative. There's some some big men, I know they're all shooting it. 
uh, I think even like DeAndre Jordan was like, of course I'm practicing mm-hmm. three-pointers. I'm a big man in, in today's NBA. But, I mean, Harrell was 3 of 17 from deep last year. For his career, he's made five. <laughs> so... No, I'm not. I'm not expecting any triples. And so to hammer that point home for you, so like, Brooke Lopez is really the the poster child of this, right? And but, Gasol, yeah, yeah, and even Cantor too. We talked about this a couple pods ago. Where like Cantor, he's trying to shoot threes, but like a couple years ago, he was okay in that 15 to 24 foot range. Same with Brooke. Brooke could make that shot. Carroll can't. Um, yeah, look for guys with a 18, long jumper. Gotcha. Yeah, that five of 18 on 15 to 24 footers is really discouraging uh, for yeah. that front. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down to draft him, but I, he's just going way ahead at every draft I do. Where's he going? I mean, he's going like five, six, seven. I'm not taking him. Oh, uh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, like I I like him. I just don't, I and mean, I love the durability, like you said. But I don't know. Just yeah, I don't really see the great floor for a guy. Like I said, it doesn't if he block more shots, maybe he will. Maybe Kawhi guarding and Paul George guarding could maybe make him take more chances. But I think that's kind of counterintuitive to it i guess i don't know i just don't i just don't get it um i guess we'll move on here real quick to hit, to hit some other notes uh john morant says he 100 uh interestingly he was voted second in the rookie voting pool behind cam reddish for best career zion third which is kind of just people hmm. drinking haterade apparently <laughs> but um do you have a feel for john morant we mentioned a whole new coaching staff Grizzlies have been bottom three in pace all year so we need to see that come up i think it will um they're going with a lot of youth so hopefully we see the Grizzlies be a little bit more fantasy-friendly. They've been one of the least fantasy-friendly teams as far as depth of fantasy-relevant guys go, just because they don't play fast. Um, yeah. But obviously, like, your Gasols and your Commies and a couple other guys, but they don't go, like, five or six deep uh, like some teams do. But what do you what do you make of John Morant? Do you have a, a feel for him? Are you going to target him? I really don't. I'm going to have to take a mulligan on uh, on John Morant, and I'll get back to you with a second swing uh, closer to, uh, you know, in the training camp. Because, you know, we talked about him a little bit after the draft, but I'm just I'm waiting to see how the Grizzlies roster comes together. Does he have enough weapons around him to be an effective playmaker? I mean, who are they starting around him? It could be Grayson Allen at shooting guard or maybe Dylan Brooks. Uh, Brooks yeah. Starting... Josh Jackson or Crowder, maybe Crowder at small forward. Yeah, I think Crowder, yeah. And then the obviously the front court is a strength with with JV and Jaron Jackson Jr. in there, but they also have injury issues, so there's there's depth problems. I'm even if he is really impressive to me, teams could just load up on Morant and be like, who else is going to beat us? So I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but as I said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and I'm also on Team Tyus Jones for life. Right, so I think so, that could yeah. like. Today, Tyus Jones is probably a better NBA player than John Moran is. That could change really soon. But Tyus is good, man. Well, we all talk about the splits with him and Cat. He's like yeah. a tremendous net rating player in that set. But yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't even start. Maybe Tyus starts. So I'm I was... not into him yeah. yet. I could get there. Like obviously, he's a big, big stat producing guy with the triple double, first triple double in NCAA twenty since Dwayne Wade, I believe. So. Um, yeah, I could get get on board with that, but like I said, I'm not aggressive on him yet. He went third round. He he goes early, dude, and I, I mean, I'd rather take so many other guys. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And the Tyus Jones, you know, a couple frustrating years with the Wolves, where all we wanted to do was see him kind of unleashed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe now's the opportunity. And it was a good point. I was just about to ask you: Do you think that Jones or Morant start on opening night? And I guess we'll see. That's yeah, yet to be determined. It's but it's, it's, it's not Morant. a given that no, that not at all, starts. not at all. 
And they, they signed Tyus to a big contract, and maybe they want to bring Morant along, especially if he's missing time over camp. Um, you know, not playing summer league, obviously, which everyone didn't play in summer league. Yeah, be sad. But yeah, like I said, it, I I just don't see myself to. Maybe if I, I mean, I don't know. I I just I'd have to see who's there. But it, I'd I would wait. I'd wait till probably at least round six. Is yeah, I'm not going higher. I'm I'm inherently against rookie point guards, so I'm not a good person to to go to for opinions about them. Yeah. Uh, if if you're high on them, but yeah, six would be my earliest probably. Yeah. I took Luca in the fourth in one of my leagues last year, and I regretted that. Well, he was he built. I won. I won that league with him. Uh, a so, roto league? No, it was it was a head to header. But yeah, roto like that. Okay. Roto, you gotta be like you said. Rookie point guards in roto are real dicey. Yeah. Higher yeah. turnover, low lower assistance. Was turnover was Doncic was the the league you got Doncic uh, nine cat or eight? It was a uh, nine cat, but the ninth cat was assist to turnover ratio. Okay, so that helps. Yeah, so point anyway. I was point guard heavy in that league, and it was huge. Gotcha. But, okay, let's move on, I guess. A couple other guys. Haven't talked about Jonathan Isaac in a couple weeks. Uh, he put on about 25 <laughs> pounds, and you saw him at the uh, Team USA Select. Like, I saw uh, Jason Tatum look pretty big, but, like, Isaac looked like a monster next to him. Uh, Clifford liked what he saw out of him, and so it sounds like they're going to play him more in the paint, more as a role man. He only had 0.3 possessions as a role man per synergy last year. That's really, really low. Um, so hopefully we could see that come up uh, and get better looks because he was also not good in the paint. Uh, he shot worse at, in the paint last year. His shot distribution in the paint went down as well. And he only made 42 of 77 after the All-Star break. That's 54.5% in the paint. That's terrible, for especially for a big man. That's like small guard kind of numbers so lots of room for growth we know the defensive stats are there but i think him growing getting better shots inside getting more shots as a role man could boost him up a little bit i'm still in on jonathan isaac jonathan isaac i'll take him all day again like i said probably like sixth seventh round yeah i'm with you what kind of bummed me out last year going into drafts was the injury concerns but he managed to play in 75 games which is key uh, the minutes picked up to around like just under 30 per game January through April because he had some early restrictions. But pretty quickly we saw them, you know, take the take the training wheels off a little bit. So I'm expecting 30 plus this year, easy, right? I like it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean February. Like I, I like to find months that give me an idea of what what is the upside of a young guy who's 21 years old, Baba. So like. Isaac, you just look, you just go back through splits. It's pretty simple. And in February, he averaged 13.7 points, 1.83s, almost six boards, 2.3 blocks, mm. and one and a steal per game. Mm. And I and I think he could build on that. Like that's, I love to see that. So, yeah. so I'm I'm high on him. I and you're right. Put him in the spots where he, where he can score. He's not a great jump shooter. He actually was above league average on top of the key threes last year. Oddly, but. You know, f- find the spots he works. He was much better from the the right corner threes than left, where he was far below the the league average. You know, the, Coach Steve Clifford's smart enough to put him in places where he'll where he'll work. Uh, I think we were a year early on the hype train last year, but I'm still on board. I think if I could get him r- around 50 to 70, I'm psyched. I don't, I don't know that he'll be there. I feel like he'll probably be going earlier. Yeah, um, I was like we said, he was disappointing early, but he finished strong. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't say I regretted being on that Jonathan Isaac hype train. Didn't look no, I just meant like I expected out, him to. Yeah, that's yeah, what I expected him to really go off. So I think one of my toughest predicaments in drafts right now is going to be 
do I take Jonathan Isaac or do I take Kelly Oubre? Hmm. I think it would depend how your draft has progressed yeah, to that point. I love point. both of them so much. It's going to be so yeah. hard to get them both, I think. I'd probably go Isaac, frankly. <laughs> I think I would, too, just for the upside. Yeah. And still kind yeah. of... Tra- well, I mean, Uber's still 23, I want to say. He's still super oh, yeah. young, so... It's not, it's not like we've seen untap- all that he, he can so do. He was so good to finish. He was like, top 20 his last like 10 games or something. Are you at all concerned about Mikal Bridges behind him, maybe taking no. time? Not really, right? We talked about yeah. this a couple times. Um, I'm yeah, more okay. concerned about that for Dario Sarge. Sure. Than anybody okay. else. Um, we saw Bridges play massive minutes. Obviously, they were thin, but... Uh, yeah, I think, and we actually talked about Bridges a lot in the last pod. Uh, I think he could be sneaky, sneaky one block guy, just because he defends so many shots. Um, mm. And then, yeah, yeah, maybe two steals potential. So he's almost like mini Isaac with threes and less scoring. Did uh, <laughs> I haven't listened to the previous pod? Did Cam Johnson come up? He did not. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Older, good old older than Devin Booker. So what weird. a bizarre lottery pick. So anyway. weird. But yeah, let's move on here. Uh, lastly, another guy who I'm pretty sure you and I are against. Uh, Danny Ainge says that Jalen Brown's, quote, time is coming. Is it? Yeah, not for fantasy. <laughs> uh, um, I do think he'll have a better year than he did last year. His minutes, it, it was strange because a number three pick in his third NBA season, usually that's when you kind of peg a guy for if he's going to break out, this is probably a good time to do it. Um, but his minutes fell from 30.7 in his second year to 25.9 last year pretty much the opposite of what you'd expect he might not even start this year if the celtics go with smart alongside mm-hmm. kemba walker that's what jake king from the athletic was saying he thinks that they're gonna start smart is that his big yeah so that's odd if yeah. i mean if brown is sixth man doesn't really have a good ring to it zero yeah it sounds terrible yeah <laughs> if he is in the in the starting lineup he's surrounded by a lot better offensive options he'll find his marks but his percentages aren't great He's yet to really show me the, the well-rounded fantasy package that would make him like an attractive mid-round pick. And he doesn't have that single or dual category pop, like an assist steals guy or a you know threes boards guy. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't really see why I would actively target Jalen Brown. Yeah, he's kind of Wiggins-esque, you know, just a little scoring. That's harsh, but yeah. I know, a little bit, but I mean, his numbers are not good. Uh, he's no, never had more good. than 1.0 steals. That was two years ago in 17-18. Doesn't block shots. Terrible free throw shooter. Not good in dimes. So, like, I guess, like you said, he has very little six-man appeal if that goes down. Like, I like Joe Ingles as a six-man. I think that actually helps his value, especially for possibly bringing his ADP down. Because mm-hmm. he had nine dimes per 36 without Ricky Rubio and Donnie Mitch on the floor. That's not the case. Like maybe Jalen Brown's usage goes up a little bit, but who cares? Like so maybe he goes to a you know, a higher rate of volume on threes, but this guy it's not like he shoots fifty percent from the field or something like that. You know, he's kind of just average at forty seven percent. So he needs I, to, I, just don't see I, it. I think Jalen Brown's best case scenario is becoming Robert Covington. That's a very, very, very high best case scenario. No, I know. I just yeah. mean like I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, if he can hit enough threes, rack up steals and and hit the boards, that that would be enough. Yeah, I just, I just there's so many other higher upside guys you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to get to today? No, that was that was a good good rundown. I'm yeah, sure there'll be a yeah. lot lot more to talk about right our next usual, week. Our ideal 35 minute pocket, which we aim for, which we always miss. But <laughs> um, yeah, man. So moral of the story: cat number one, draft Zach Collins, and that's those are those are the main two points for today. Anything else you got going on for 
Life. Nope, just just working on Roto World draft guide stuff. Life wise, just raising some infant twins. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, <laughs> pretty much taking out most of my days. That's it, man. All right, so yeah, check it out. We'll be uh, next month. I think we're shooting for midish September for the draft guide. We'll be putting out Absolutely. content. Uh, I think I'm writing a column next week. Probably be talking a lot about what we just talked about with Cat and Zach Collins. Um, yep, draft guide actually... lo- yeah. launches September, and then we just keep rolling out updates and new content all the way through the start of the season. So. For sure. And then also make sure you check out the Rotor World Football Guide. They're actually doing a special today to promote. Uh, they have a half off today for the draft guide, just for today only. So nice. if you have a draft going this weekend or next weekend, get on that. It's uh, updated pretty much every day. Lots of ways, lots of scoring options. So it's a really good tool. And again, half price today, so do it. All right, Terrific so resource. And, and yeah, enjoy your weekend, and good luck in your drafts if you have any, any coming up. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike.